0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the new series of the RLS podcast that would make this episode 51. Um, I'm going to make a real push to actually remember the, the names of the episodes now. Um, and I've got like an interesting one to come back on. And a lot of you guys won't have seen that this happened unless you had like a keen eye on any of my posts. Um, I shared it with uh, my clients as I think there was like a little bit of a message to take to take away from it. Um, I took some shit on Instagram on, on Christmas Day, believe it or not. Now, the guy could have well been just like some absolute spoofer who's like not even a person, could have been a fake account. Um, but from what I gathered, the guy was real. Um, unfortunately, the guy was really did actually exist. And he basically just commented on one of my posts from like 20 weeks ago. Don't know how he found it. Don't know how he came across it. He was obviously just like typing in keywords into the into the feed to look for people that he didn't like, and I came up, which was actually quite interesting. Um, I didn't re- reply to the guy once. We basically said, so let's just get straight into the meat of it. What he said. So basically, what he said is, this has to be some of the stupidest, most questionable shit I've ever heard. He also spelt heard H E R D, um, which was the first kind of. The first sign that I was dealing with someone pretty special, um, his name was Colin White, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit more outline on the guy um, later. He has zero followers, and he is following zero people as well, which was the first kind of interesting point. Um, it was also Christmas Day. I'm not sure what he was doing with his day. He must have been having a really good day. Um, but I then went on to say, Hi mate. Um, I think this is what I said. I'm paraphrasing. Um, it was something along these lines. Um, I said, hi, mate. Um, would be interested to have a constructive argument here. Can you let me know your point of view? Um, and I'll get back to you. And then I said, Merry Christmas, just to just to be annoyingly nice. Um, that's the way you deal with these people, I find anyway. But then he came back with this comment, and I was like, you know what, I'm blocking you. I cannot be arsed with this on Christmas Day. I'm away to I'm out for a meal. I am not looking at Instagram on Christmas Day. So I just blocked the guy um, so I didn't receive any more nonsense from him. But first of all, I want to share my post. And often I revise my kind of points of view and often I read back my posts and I'm like, could have worded that a little bit better. Did that really make sense? Is there an argument to be had there? And a lot of the time there is. Like, There, there are some points that he made where I'm like, okay, I understand the direction that you're coming from, but it still doesn't make much sense. So my points were this, it's 10 steps to a better relationship with food. And I'm just going to read out the whole post. So I put, first of all, let's be careful and remember that it's a very individual thing, which your relationship with food is. Everyone's relationship with food is very unique. But here's some of the things I've learned over the years that have benefited me in improving my once very unhealthy relationship. Now, first of all, the point I'm trying to make here is that it's individual and your relationship with food and how you view food can sometimes be even more important than the physical benefits of eating clean let's just say that just now because um, that's a phrase that the guy used so number one food should not be labeled as good or bad because the minute you've labeled something like pizza bad when you eat it you probably end up feeling feeling shit about yourself in the right context there's nothing inherently bad about pizza Eat five in one night, okay, now that's not ideal. So that's the first point. Second point, clean eating is not necessarily healthy. If you never let an unhealthy food touch your lips, you'll undoubtedly create an unhealthy relationship with eating out and social events, um, which is something that I most definitely did in my teens. The first two points was something that I didn't quite understand. Like I ate a pizza, I felt horrendous. Not because it had made me feel horrendous, because it was the way that I viewed it. I psychologically felt horrendous. Number three, please don't absolutely starve yourself just for fat loss. There are strategies to make fat loss easier and more sustainable. Fad diets are not worth it, um, like the one that he mentioned. Number four, actually be present when you eat. Eating every meal while scrolling your phone isn't something I would recommend. There was no argument with that point. Food is fuel, but it's not only fuel. It's there to be enjoyed, so please don't pretend to be some sort of vehicle that only goes to the cupboard like it's a Shell Garage diesel pump. Number six, one bad meal doesn't mean you fucked it, just like one good workout doesn't turn you into Ronnie Coleman. Number seven, you don't need to cut out, you don't need to cut food groups out, neither do you need to go on a ban from takeaways or McDonald's. The old saying, the more you can't have something, the more you want it. Number eight, stop referring to yourself as being on a diet. Everyone has a diet, they're not on one. This implies that there's a start and an end. And what happens when this diet ends? Do you just go back to eating like you were before? Now, this point, quickly to add um, that a diet refers to not just the start and end thing that you do. Your diet is just what you eat. Your diet is what you eat, what you consume on a daily basis. So everyone has a diet. You don't have to be on one. But I understand that a lot of people refer to it as being on a diet, um, which is something I think would be healthy to remove. Um, Number nine, we must remove guilt and shame from food. Be aware if you catch yourself beating yourself up for eating a meal. Guilt results in restriction, restriction results in usually another binge, and the cycle goes on and on. This is one of the main arguments that he made, and um, that that was a load of shite. And number 10, calorie tracking is a great tool to build awareness, but remember, food isn't just a number and a macro. We aren't a bank machine, we're a human being. Um, and I would probably then argue with like James Smith's point there, where he basically just like, not argue with his point. His point makes sense when he talks about like depositing money in the bank. And um, I get that point, but it's still, not always the best way to look at food like i'm very much like used to be all on the calorie tracking bandwagon and i wasn't i was like right okay that that's all we need to do to make sure that we can alter our body composition but i've but pushed more towards towards like the the wellness and the quality side of things now like i've shifted a bit further away from calorie tracking not to say that i don't still use it because i very much do but i believe there are like the quality of food has to take precedent over calorie tracking. Um, so that's like kind of the main point I'm taking away from there. So the actual interesting bit now is what he said. Um, and I know a lot of you guys might have seen this, but it is, It's um, is. I'm going to take it here with a neutral view, but some of it's just a bit mental. So this whole post is riddled with misinformation. Food shouldn't be labeled as good or bad. And then he goes, mm, yes, it should. Your whole second point is bullshit. Not cutting out food groups, question mark, another load of bullshit. Trying to find someone who doesn't feel exceptionally better after cutting out milled grains. Um, and then he said not cutting out takeout, another super questionable outlook. Um stop referring to yourself as on a this is him quoting me, stop referring to yourself as on a diet. Another ridiculous statement. What do you want to call it then? Lol. Um don't feel then this is the next point, don't feel guilty about eating bad food. Guilt and shame is your brain telling you that you fucked up. If you eat junk and you fucked up, you should feel bad about yourself. If you're trying to achieve higher health, that's possibly the worst point that you've made. That fucking wound me up a lot. Um, And then the last point is once you cut out the crap, the crap, what the fuck is the crap? Um, And carbs, we're cutting out carbs altogether here now as well. And this is a guy that is a combat, a combat sports athlete, apparently, like to see how his fucking fights go. Um, your whole post is full of bad advice. Furthermore, this is the last point and the best point of them all. Furthermore, who's going to turn to a dude eating ice cream for health advice? Um, quite a few people, actually, mate. Um, but I'm not. I'm trying not to be bitter here, and I'm trying not to get annoyed at this, although it's a very annoying comment. Um, I just want to kind of like basically rubbish everything you said, because there's not really one thing in there that I'm like maybe I could work with that a little bit. I mean, the fact that he said, like trying to find someone who doesn't feel exceptionally better at her, after cutting out milled grains. And then he said not cutting out takeout, another super, super questionable outlook. Can I give him a point there? Will you feel better cutting out takeaways? Yeah, you probably will. But um, in the modern world that we live in right now, uh, are we going to live our whole life never eating another takeaway? I don't know where he's from, to be honest, but where we're from, it's probably not not gonna happen. And takeout could literally be anything. Like you don't just need to classify that as Chinese pizza, Indian. Like it could literally be anything. And milled grains, again, it's just another one of these things these carnivore people like to like to demonize. So let's go and rubbish this guy's post. And he's also his name on Instagram is Carnivore BJJ. So he's a he's a combat athlete and he, he's a carnivore. Hmm. So, first thing, good and good and bad food. I'm going to try and fire through these. So, good and bad food. You've got to kind of just understand the fact that, like, what makes a food good? What makes a food bad? Like, how do you categorize this? There is no peer-reviewed study in the world where scientists have got together and they've went right, okay, we're going to list all the good foods here, and we're going to list all the good all the bad foods here, and they're going to be in these two columns. And we're going to recommend that people do not eat the bad foods. Yes, there are things like saturated fats, really ultra-processed carbohydrates and sugars and things like that. Like, yeah, you can begin to think they might be bad foods, but in the right context, like they're not bad. Like they're they're more than fine again it's just that old boring saying that you've heard every personal trainer and coach in the world say "It's like moderation with these things is obviously advised and yeah and don't get me wrong in the world nowadays we are more especially in the uk and the us like we're more obesity is higher we're eating more of these quote-unquote bad foods these highly processed foods and it's not doing our health any good let's not let's not get get that wrong it isn't helping but um you it's just so subjective like a lot of the time like fats like fats could be labeled as bad eggs could be labeled as bad i have heard um not to be labeled as bad i've heard that like literally if you go to the scope of like the carnivore diet or you go to the scope of the ketogenic diet you go from the scope of the calorie trackers you go like any sort of direction, they will have their own narrative to what is good and what is bad. You've got to look at it more in the sense of nutritionally whole foods are at one side and you've got ultra-processed, hyper-palatable foods at the other side. And we should focus in our diet on these nutritionally whole foods. And that doesn't just include meat like Mr. Carnivore. That includes vegetables. That includes fruits. That includes meats. That includes nuts. That includes carbohydrates that includes like everything this is my this is my opinion by the way and that's what i believe we should include and so and then again like when we think about actually what's going on inside our body like nutritionally yes eating more of these whole foods most of the time is going to be really good for us but on a psychological level if we never have any of these bad foods and we literally deprive ourselves of chocolate ice cream um pizza all these really really tasty foods that are part of the most like if you go out for a meal just now and you go to the best cuisine in the world are you going to be getting all these like really really good nutritionally dense foods are you going to be getting no saturated fat no highly processed carbohydrates you're going to be getting that shit so it's like psychologically what's the effect physically what's the effect psychologically what's the effect do you want to miss out on social occasions never touch a drink um, never have a pizza never go to an italian restaurant never have sushi like things like that do you want to deprive yourself of these things just because ball bag on instagram says that you should only be eating meat and you shouldn't eat any bad foods yeah that's up to your own interpretation but that's my kind of opinion there's isn't good and bad foods there's just like a a subjective view to be had about certain foods and people just like to fix stick things in boxes which i don't think necessarily helpful next point stop referring to yourself as being on a diet i kind of touched on this already um a diet is essentially just the kinds of foods that a person an animal or community habitually eats like there is a particular diet that um asian people may have over in that side of the world there's a particular diet that that the West may have. There's a particular diet like in Mediterranean countries. Um, but again, diet culture wants us to believe that we should be on a diet for an extended amount of time. It's January the 3rd right now. There's going to be heaps of people saying they're on a diet. Um, but what that essentially means is they're just changing the current diet that they operate with. Um, and again, the reason I don't like telling people to diet, or I don't like telling people you should be on a diet, or I don't like to take that phrase away is because people think about i am on a diet and my diet finishes on whatever date so they believe there's a they believe there's a beginning in the end um, and what i'm trying to push right now is that there's not a beginning and an end. there's like a there's a change that you may, might want to make but it's it's the long-term goal that you've got to have in place and um, i think that's a better way to look at it in my opinion The one that really peed me off was like, if you, you should feel bad if you eat junk food. Like you should feel, and I'm not talking about physically bad. And I'm reckoning he wasn't talking about physically bad. I think he was well. The way that he phrased it was, let me just go back one second. He said that um, I can't find it. He says, don't. Yeah, he says guilt and shame is your brain telling you that you fucked up. If you eat junk, you fucked up, and you should feel bad about yourself. If you're trying to find better health um we all know this doesn't work like how many people have um tried to diet then they on a sunday they went and had this pizza and then they've battered themselves for it i feel so bad why did i eat that pizza that was horrendous this is terrible and there is a well cited kind of little um diagram that i use all the time and it's basically the binge restrict cycle so you binge, you give in to your cravings, you eat more than usual, you feel out of control. You eat that pizza, you eat the chips, you eat the chicken pakora, you eat the garlic meal. And then you go through this struggle of feeling guilty, you feel ashamed, you feel like a failure, you regret that binge. And then what do you do? You restrict, you eat less than normal, you only eat certain types of food, you cut out pizza for a certain period of time, you cut out takeaways, and then you struggle again and something stressful happens in your life. And that restriction comes too much and you end up really hungry and you begin to feel obsessed with food. You get starving, your energy's poor, and then you binge again. And it goes round in a circle over and over and over again. And this is what happens when you cut out things that you like. And I'm talking about cutting out altogether. Um, So this is him basically saying you should tap into this binge restrict cycle. You should feel so guilty and you should feel so bad, so much so that it means you never eat that food again. And... sounds pretty sad to be honest and um, and it's not a healthy way to look at it it really really isn't like you want to tap into guilt and shame to stop you eating something and um, there's a big red flag right up there um and yeah I can just imagine like what his relationship with food is like and his relationship with exercise it's very narrow-minded and it's very tunnel vision that this is the only way that works and this is tends to be the way with these people that follow these extreme diets and if you hadn't gathered already, he is a carnivore. Like, I'll explain what that means near the end. And then the comment he made to me, and it kind of is a, like a combination of all the things that um, I've spoken about so far. The comment that he made to me at the end was, who, sorry, I'm going to have to recall this. You probably remember it better than me. He says, furthermore, who's going to turn to a dude eating ice cream for health advice? Um, uh, first of all, quite a few people. And... Um, and the problem with this is, like, this is kind of like the good and the bad food thing again. It's kind of just the last point I made about takeaways. I think I would be worried about turning to someone for health advice if they didn't have a little bit of variation in their diet and they didn't eat things that were actually enjoyable. Like if I was hiring a PT and I seen that all he was eating was chicken, rice and broccoli. He was, only, he was on the carnivore diet. He was on the ketogenic diet. He was... um Cutting out food groups, and he was telling his clients to cut out food groups, and he was telling his clients to not eat ice cream, not eat takeaways, not eat on quote unquote unhealthy foods. I'd be fuck, I'd be a fucking red flag for me. I'd be uh uh not going anywhere near you, you absolute knob. Um, like why would you want to work with someone like that? I know there are certain people in the world that like that extreme approach, and it suits their um. It suits their mindset, but it's a very slim amount of people. I know for a fact every single person that I work with um does not like cut out food groups. They enjoy um quote unquote unhealthy food sometimes. They enjoy ice cream, they enjoy takeaways, they enjoy going out for food. And it's a massive important thing in their life because food, you need to remember, is not just like it's not just fuel, it's not just like this thing we put in our body for function like it's obviously very important and my brain was poisoned like when I was younger and I remember I don't know why I proper watched all his videos on YouTube was Joe Corey who obviously you know now is, he's got loads of tunes in the charts and stuff like that he was sponsored by Optimum Nutrition and they basically would come around to his house film him, do what he was doing for his prep and um, and he would basically I remember him saying something like I just see food as fuel I don't care about the taste I literally just eat whatever's thrown in front of me and I've got to think about it as fuel. And I've overheard, like I've heard other people say things like that, like, like especially physique competitors, which I'm not, I'm not bamming them up right now. I'm just saying that they basically say they've got no relationship with food. Now those kind of people may suit this guy's mindset. Like that's, that's fine. But um, I know my kind of clientele and everyone I work with, like, food, socializing, having a little drink with their family and with their friends is one of their highest values in their life. It's one of the most important things for them. It's not because they want to go and eat fucking four liters of ice cream at once and be a gluttonous cunt. They, they want to just enjoy time with their families and food is a massive part of that. Like I'll go out to eat at least once a week um, and have nice food like throughout the week. Um, and that's like one of my happiest times like I love food I love enjoying food and I know some people say that and you're like everyone loves food obviously it's a human um, and like a human need but some people love food more in the sense of the experience of eating food the experience of making food the experience of like flavors and things like that people love that kind of shit I fucking love ice cream like genuinely love ice cream it's my favorite thing in the world Um it's like what it's like something that I want on a weekly basis does that do any disservice to my business does that do any disservice to um the way that I feel does that do any disservice to my health does that do any disservice to my performance um I don't think so and if anyone thinks it does then I don't want to speak to you and I don't want to be I don't want to be your friend um if you think that PT can't eat ice cream then I do not want to hear from you and it's it's odd there's still some sometimes a mindset around that like if Someone sees me at the boozer on a Saturday night. Oh, look, you're drinking. Or they see me going in to get a pizza or something. They're like, oh, my God, you're eating a pizza. I'm like, yes, I am eating a pizza, actually. Cheers. Um, great observation. I'm also a human. Um, that does not value restriction and being absolutely shredded over the food that I eat at the weekend. It gives me much more enjoyment than being ripped on the beach. And if anyone thinks that that's weird, then, as I said, you probably won't want to work with me. Um, And yeah, just to finish off, just in case anyone thinks the carnivore diet is a good idea, it is fucking not. Um, And that's not just because it's, like, my opinion, it's just generally not. Like, I'll stand on a bridge and say, this is a bad idea. This is not good. There are versions kind of close to this that you can almost, like, argue and say, like, okay, I can understand why that would maybe work. I'll tell you what's good, like a really high-protein diet, eating like fish, meat, um, chicken, things like that, mixing that up and then adding some fruit and veg in, yeah, that's pretty good. And maybe reducing the overall amount of carbohydrates that the West naturally eats um, is probably a good idea. Like there's almost like a derivative of this diet that, that would work. Um, it's almost like the there are plenty of diets and plenty of guidance that would be like you know that, that should probably be okay but the carnivore one's not one so the carnivore diet is basically like you only eat foods that that either what swam or flew that's one of the justifications so you're you're eating meat you're eating meat and you're only eating meat you're not eating fruit you're not eating plants you're not eating um, any carbohydrates whatsoever imagine just waking up in the morning and you just tuck into a nice little bit of chicken first thing in the morning mm um that's essentially what it is like you're only eating meat and funnily enough the guy that kind of um pushed this approach first of all was a guy called sean baker who's an orthopedic surgeon which is even more worrying um, and a major leader in the carnivore diet movement it's essentially like one of the first guys he wrote a book that was released in early in early 2018 titled the carnivore diet and co-founded rivero an online community and coaching platform that promotes the carnivore diet um, in 2017, before this book, his medical license was actually revoked um, by the New Mexico Medical Board. Um, the action was based on failure to report adverse action taken by a healthcare entity and incompetence to practice as a licensee. And the report reads that Baker was released. Now he yeah, well, essentially he released like a two-part YouTube, and, you know, explaining the side of the story after it. Um, and yeah, just like a all meat zealot, basically. Um, and we all know Liver King as well, who was a massive advocate of the, of the carnivore diet. And we know how much of a fucking absolute spam he was. Um, and he basically uh, just got found out not long ago for taking steroids. So we can see who we're working with here. Um, and we can see that it's, it's a quite a cult. Um, hence why I believe that this guy was so like strong in his views against me. Um, Mr. Colin White, combat sports athlete, 145 pounds carnivore diet since march 2022 dream chaser um and he's a blue belt and um bjj um and he's got zero followers and yeah, he's following zero and he decided to leave that comment to me on christmas day and um, and you know what i just he like, came up with an idea when he posted this i was like this would be actually quite fun to make a podcast about just because it is just such a load of nonsense and um, so that's where i got the idea and that's why I, oh my God, am I recording? Jesus Christ, I thought I wasn't recording that whole thing there. Um, but no, I am. So basically, I just kind of used it as like a little bit of an idea to come away with something. Just just to argue a couple of points based on what he said to me. Um, I'm, look, I'm almost sure like he is like some sort of, I don't know, like he, I think he was pro- he's probably having some sort of bad time in his life. That he felt the need to sit down on Christmas Day sending this to me. Or maybe he'd had a few drinks. Maybe not a few drinks, maybe he'd had a few um liver smoothies or something like that, or he'd been chewing on Robert a raw bit of meat um instead of having a and having a glass of schlur or, or a bucks fizz. I'm sure he was, I'm sure he had a great time. Um, but I think the main thing to take away from this is that um, well, first of all, carnivore diet's a bit ridiculous. And um, there's loads of kind of trolls on on Instagram that will comment on your shit and argue with you. Um, and what the other thing I would say is just like, information that's given to you on the internet and even things I say, and even things other people say, don't take it as gospel, like interpret it in your own way. Um, and try to look for like evidence. If you really want to go and try and try something or you really want to believe something, like do a bit of your own research, Speak to a few people, try and understand. Like nothing's really gospel. Like even things I say, I'm like, I'm not telling you how to do things. I'm not telling you what to do and what not to do. I'm essentially like giving you this information, and you can receive it any way that any way that you want. Um, I am not telling you everything I say is gospel, and um, because there will be someone above me who has an argument that's probably better backed. They've probably done more research, um, and they probably kind of know a little bit better what they're speaking about, but. Um, there are also loads of absolute um, idiots in the in the world as well that will just try to make you believe things. So you buy stuff off them. Um, so cool. That is all I wanted to say for this podcast. Hopefully that was kind of interesting. Hopefully you took something away from that um, and continue to block people that look like idiots on Instagram. Not me though, please.